This is the Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's Show, brought to you by Global Media Network, LLC, and Passionate World Talk Radio. Passionate World Talk Radio is a wholly owned subsidiary of Global Media Network, LLC, and our motto is to educate, enlighten, and entertain. I'm Ken Paglia, and I'm here to introduce your host. She's an Alzheimer's and dementia expert. She is a best-selling author, a world-renowned public speaker. She is Lisa Skinner, and we have a fantastic episode planned for you today. On today's show, Lisa will be discussing canine dementia, otherwise known as doggy dementia. We'll be going over the symptoms, what to look for, and Lisa will be sharing a deeply personal story about uh, one of her dogs that suffered from brain disease. So looking forward to hearing that. And um, Lisa, why don't you uh, start us off with today's show? Thanks, Ken, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another new episode of The Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's Show. And I am your host, Lisa Skinner. I bet a lot of you didn't even realize that dogs also get dementia. This is 100% true. And as you all know, I have been counseling families for 30 years now. And up until about 10, 15 years ago, I didn't even realize dogs also get dementia. So when my dog started showing some very peculiar behaviors and symptoms, I thought I might just be reading into things. So I'm going to start you off with this quote. I'm not crazy. My reality is just different from yours. That's a quote made by the Cheshire Cat from Lewis Carroll's Alice's adventures in wonderland and that really reminded me of myself when i started seeing oliver do some really peculiar things and not knowing at the time that dogs actually do develop dementia i thought no you're just reading into things because you've been working with humans who develop alzheimer's disease and dementia for way too long okay lisa you're just seeing things. But they persisted. So I decided to take them to the vet. And sure enough, dogs do get dementia. Doggy dementia is a condition related to the aging of a dog's brain, just like humans, which leads to changes in behavior and primarily affects their memory their learning ability, and their comprehension. Sounds familiar? Moreover, clinical signs of dementia are found in, check this out, 50% of dogs after the age of 11. It is estimated that 68% of dogs will suffer from dementia by the age of 15. My Oliver started showing the symptoms of dementia at about 13 years old. 
And within months after really displaying some very odd behaviors and taking him to the vet who uh, performed several cognitive tests on him, he said, Lisa, you're not crazy. Your dog is suffering from what we call canine cognitive dysfunction. In other words, doggy dementia. So let me narrate a story right out of my book that I wrote in honor of my Oliver. Oliver, Oliver, my husband yelled from the front door of our home. He was trying to get our 16-year-old cockapoo to go outside to go to the bathroom. But Oliver just stood there with this deer-in-the-headlights look. He did not know what he was supposed to do. But it hadn't always been that way, of course. Oliver had always been a smart, funny, energetic dog for most of his life. I remember the first time I noticed a change in his behavior. We were at our house in the Sierra Nevadas, which was one of his favorite places to go because that's where he grew up. But this time he didn't seem happy at all. He actually seemed very anxious. And every few minutes he would get up from his dog's bed and start pacing around the house. Over the next year, his confusion and anxiety worsened. That's when I took him to the vet and half-jokingly asked if dogs got dementia. Well, as a matter of fact, they do, but we don't call it that. We call it canine cognitive dysfunction, the veterinarian said to me. The vet said there really wasn't much we could do to treat Oliver's symptoms. Since then, we've been doing our best to manage his behavior. There were times where he went potty on the carpet, And I would initially think to myself, ah, he should know better. But then I remember it's the disease causing the behavior. And I would tell myself, he's not trying to be a bad boy. He's trying to be a good boy. He's trying to please us. You know, we're all familiar with the saying, don't kick the dog. Or in other words, Don't take your anger out on someone who's helpless and didn't intentionally hurt you. But I do see a lot of dog kicking in families dealing with Alzheimer's disease and other dementia-related illnesses. I see spouses acting resentful towards their partners as if they blame their partners for getting brain disease. These spouses find themselves in a very difficult position caregiving to a partner who can no longer fulfill his or her role, the very person they trusted to provide security and safety may now be childlike and helpless. But the important thing to remember is, as often as we need to, that these behaviors are not coming from the person we once knew. It's a result of the disease and what's happening to their changing brains. If our goal is to appreciate the remaining time we have left with our loved ones, patience and understanding is definitely a requirement. And it's not all that different from having an old dog who piddles on the carpet. Sometimes all you can do is laugh, forgive, and tell him he's a good boy. 
I'm going to add some further thoughts to this story. And yes, dogs do get dementia. I was not trying to be funny or flippant by including the story about canine cognitive disorder in my original book. I certainly would not want to diminish the experience of our friends and loved ones who do suffer from brain disease. But I do want to raise awareness of some of the symptoms associated with doggy dementia, regardless of whether they're exhibited by people or by our pets. Many of us do consider our pets family, so it can be very painful to see them decline mentally just like we feel if it's one of our loved ones. Cognitive decline in dogs is like what we see in people. Canine cognitive dysfunction primarily affects memory, learning, and comprehension. Brain function is affected by the physical and chemical changes that happen with the aging process, just like in humans. It, but in dogs, there is no breed disposition. The dog's age is the biggest predictor. Dogs affected by canine cognitive dysfunction can exhibit the following symptoms and behaviors. Wandering and pacing, acting dazed and confused, or staring off into space, getting lost in familiar places, general confusion and disorientation, being restless for no apparent reason, not responding to commands that they once knew, and becoming withdrawn or disinterested in daily activities. These were all the things that I was seeing in my Oliver. And at first, because I didn't know dogs got dementia, I thought I was just reading into everything that I just read to you that I saw in my dog. So don't hesitate to take your pet to a doctor if your dog is experiencing similar symptoms. They may vary dog to dog. I'm actually grateful that my experience helping families facing brain disease allowed me to recognize similar symptoms in my Oliver. And I'm equally grateful that Oliver's veterinarian was educated in how to handle this disorder. If you have a dog, you probably hate thinking about negative things, such as the signs your dog may actually be developing dementia. But part of being a good pet owner is to acknowledge that our pets do get sick and they do age. And the more we can learn about all of the above, the better we can take care of them. Now, because I had so many years of experience with humans developing Alzheimer's disease and related dementia and watching them and experiencing them going through the progressive stages, I knew already how to care for Oliver. And he was a joy his last five and a half years of his life. Yes, he lived till he was 18 and a half years old. He had no health problems, but to be honest with you, the poor little guy did not know what planet he was on, so we just had to help him along with that. Doggy dementia, otherwise known as canine cognitive dysfunction, is very 
similar to Alzheimer's disease in humans. If your dog has it, they may start to show signs of confusion, anxiety, listlessness, and other neurological-based problems, but usually not until they're older. Again, starting at about age 11, according to veterinarians. Age of onset can vary greatly based on individual breed characteristics. However, we commonly see signs of canine cognitive dysfunction in dogs 11 years or older. That's what Dr. Emily Wilson of Fuzzy Pet Health told Bustle Magazine. Subtle initial clinical signs can be noticed, though, as early as seven years of age in some dogs. The good thing is, if you notice signs of dementia, there are ways to help your dog feel better and stave off worsening symptoms. One of the best things is regular environmental enrichment and mental stimulation, says Dr. Wilson. This can include food puzzles or some simple low-stress training to help engage their minds on a daily basis. We do this with our human friends. Regular low-pack exercise is also really important. And it will also help maintain a healthy weight as well as mental stimulation. There are special diets, natural supplements, and medications your vet can recommend if need be. If you're worried about your dog's health and you notice these changes or want to know more, go ahead and make an appointment with your veterinarian. Now, I'm going to share with you some of the signs of doggy dementia to watch out for as your dog gets older. Watch for aimless wandering. Watch for changes in how they interact with you. Watch for them having um, accidents in the house, and they hadn't done that since they were puppies. Watch for sleeping more or sleeping at odd hours. New aggressive behaviors. Loss of direction when you take them out for walks. They don't seem to know where they are. Lack of interest in play. Pacing and whining. That's very common. That was probably one of the first things that Oliver started doing was just pacing back and forth, back and forth. He would often stare off into I remember that distinctly. He would walk into the corner of a room and just kind of seem to be stuck there. He didn't know how to pivot to uh, go into a different direction. It's like he was facing the wall and he, he didn't know what to do or where to go after that. So I'm going to continue with a checklist for what to look for if you suspect that your dog might be developing doggy dementia. Again, the pacing back and forth, turning in circles, getting lost in known places, staring into space or walls, suffering from disturbed sleep, wandering or crying at night, walking into corners or other tight spaces and just staying there, 
appearing lost or confused, waiting at the hinge side of the door to go out, failing to get out of the way when someone opens a door, failing to remember routines or starting them and getting only partway through that routine, barking for no apparent reason or for extended periods of time, ceasing to bark when he or she used to be very noisy, forgetting cues and trained behaviors that they once knew, having motor difficulties like difficulty backing up, aside from it being a physical problem, startling easily, getting less enthusiastic about toys or quitting playing altogether, just showing no interest in in life, startling easily, getting less enthusiastic about toys or quitting playing altogether, repetitive behaviors, having trouble with eating or drinking like can't find the bowl or aiming the mouth, keeping food in the mouth and not swallowing it, losing their appetite, failing to respond to his or her name, having difficulty getting all the way into bed, just kind of stop halfway into their bed, trembling for seemingly no reason, just falling off of things like they have no balance, getting trapped under or behind furniture, sleeping more during the day, sleeping less at night, forgetting all about ever being house trained, having difficulty learning anything new, seeking attention less and becoming more withdrawn, acting frightened of people that he or she once knew, having trouble with stairs, getting generally more fearful and anxious. So if you notice any of these symptoms and your dog is at least 11 years old, then I recommend you take your dog to the vet. There are some simple cognitive tests that your vet can uh, perform to test to see if the dog is developing dementia. And just like with our human friends, not every dog experiences canine cognitive dysfunction in the same way. We have a saying in my industry If you've met one human with Alzheimer's disease, you've met one human with Alzheimer's disease, it's exactly the same with dogs. So that's kind of a very um, robust list of signs and symptoms, and they're not going to display every single one of them. But if you notice any of those, it could very well be a sign of your dog developing doggy dementia. So in my What's News segment today, I want to offer you some tips on how you can make bathing or showering safer and easier for both you and your loved one or you and the person you care for that lives with Alzheimer's disease and related dementia. Showering and bathing, without a doubt can definitely be one of the hardest and most frustrating tasks that a loved one or a caregiver um, will help a person living with dementia do. So here's some tips 
in terms of, of towels, use colorful towels so they are easy for the person with dementia to see. Handheld showers might be more comfortable for someone who finds overhead showers stressful. If the person can feel the water with their hands first, this actually might reassure them before taking a bath or a shower. Use toiletries that are already familiar to them, like the same bottle of shampoo that they could recognize that's, that's familiar to them, uh, the type of soap you use. Check to make sure the water temperature is not too cold or not too hot. There actually are a variety of devices you can buy, like color-changing plugs to help you with this. Visual prompts can help too. In other words, one tip is to hand the person soap when it's time to wash and hand them a towel when it's time to dry themselves. Those are prompting cues. Lock away harmful items like cleaning products, medications, or sharp items. Remove locks from the bathroom doors. And don't forget, Stranger in the mirror syndrome. I'll repeat that because I've shared that on the previous episodes with you. Some people, when they have Alzheimer's disease or related dementia, if they pass by a mirror and they look into the mirror, a lot of times they do not recognize themselves. That can be problematic for trying to give your loved one or the person you care for a shower. Because if they have to pass by a mirror on the way to the shower and they happen to glance in the mirror as they're walking by, that might actually freak them out. And they could think that there's some stranger hanging out in the bathroom ready to watch them disrobe to get into the shower. And if you didn't know about the stranger in the mirror syndrome, you would never have even considered that that would have been the trigger for them refusing to take that shower. Here's another thought from an actual person who wrote in. She bought her mother a sponge, which was reusable and already contained a scented wash. Once wet, she said, it was easy for her to wash herself um, with as opposed to a large soapy flannel sponge. She uh, used it herself, and the towels, which are designed just to use on your head to dry hair, you can walk around with it uh, on. It's lightweight, and it dries you and warms you up quickly. Another woman suggests using baby wipes. And the jug over the sink for hair washing was effective for her when she gave her mom a bath or a shower. It's more like their childhood. And don't forget to test the water first. She gets them to feel the jug water. She usually finds that she gets better results if she suggests a hair wash while they're in the bathroom washing their hands. So, several tips on how to uh, have an easier time 
giving your loved one or the person that you're caring for a shower. Don't forget about that very important stranger in the mirror. This is a real syndrome. I have a story in my book about it. And it really is a true story, and it happened with my uncle. It's a very entertaining story, but it happens more often than you might think. It's actually a very common symptom that pertains to the damaged brain when somebody lives with Alzheimer's disease and related dementia. So that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed my story about Oliver living with his canine cognitive dysfunction. Before we say goodbye today, I am going to turn the mic back over to Ken. He has a few announcements for you, and then I'll be back to say ta-ta. Thank you for listening to the Truth, Live, and Alzheimer's show with your host, Lisa Skinner. This program can be found on our website at passionateworldtalkradio.com under the Shows tab. We also invite you to search for us on YouTube, and you can look for Lisa on Facebook by searching for Lisa Skinner Author. If you're interested in Lisa's books or training program, and she's going to have some, uh, some news, some breaking news about her, her training programs and upcoming episodes, you can go to truthlivesandalzheimers.com. So be sure to uh, tune in in the next uh, few episodes to learn more about those. And Lisa's books are available on all major bookselling platforms, including Amazon and Apple Books. And with that, Lisa, close us out. Yes, and I want to make one other announcement. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about it, but in addition to launching my brand-new training program, which is going to happen on January 23rd, I am assembling a team of expert speakers who will all come together at the global summit that I am in the process of organizing. Save the date, January 23rd. It's going to be a a variety of speakers who are experts in the field of living with Alzheimer's disease and dementia. I will continue to fill you in on the details uh, when we have them. I'm in the organization process, and I'm identifying all my speakers. But so far, I have assembled a team of the most amazing experts on Alzheimer's disease and dementia so far to speak at my global summit. So stay tuned for more information on that upcoming event, which is now scheduled for January 23rd of 2024. And with that, I'm going to say thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you spending your time to listen to the information that I bring you on each show. I pray that this information is valuable and useful for anybody who's listening to it and makes your world a little easier to bear if you are on this Alzheimer's journey. Thanks again for being here. I look forward to uh, being back and, and presenting another brand new episode for you next week. Take good care. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>